you're exactly where you need to be. And you're listening to ADD Comedy with Dave Rosowski. Today's guest on ADD Comedy with Dave Rosowski is Joey Bland. Joey's performed with The Second City, Comedy Sports, and I.O. He played the title role in Second City's Rod Blagojevich Superstar. He's a two-time Jeopardy! champion and a member of the Improvised Shakespeare Company, which creates fully improvised plays in Elizabethan style. They invited Sir Patrick Stewart to perform with them in New York, and the great Sir said, I saw them, and they simply took flight. I was dazzled. Joey's energetic, informed, wise, and a great actor to play with. I was lucky enough to do a couple shows with Joey in Santa Monica. Hold on to your token muffin cap, because this chat flies. Enjoy. So, um, this is what I was thinking about. Uh, I was thinking how fun it is to play with you. It's really fun. Because we played oh, like three times. Yeah, that, not a lot though. Yeah, Not a lot like though. Three or four. But it's amazing that you could tell somebody right away, you go, that person gets me. Or cool. I get that person. Fun. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I think you know quick, and right? It, and it's just it's just a second. It's not even a second. It can't be a second. A second yeah. feels like it's too long. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, you know. I think you know. You know. You And I don't know that people look at it in that way where... where uh, look at it in that way where you go, oh, uh, immediate, it, is it immediate? <clears throat> Obviously, it's not immediate, but it certainly makes itself present right away. Yeah. I think you know, and I, 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 for me, it's always a feeling of like, it'll be okay to be goofy with this person. And it'll okay. It'll okay to go. It'll be okay to go slow with this person. And it'll. I, I can follow them if they go quick, or they can follow me, and we're not going to have to be negotiating, figuring out what's going on. And I feel like playing with you is. There's that fun that like, I don't feel like you have a huge agenda. You know, which is the way I kind of play too. I'm willing to. I don't have much more past the first. Thing that comes out and so I kind of am excited to wherever someone else is going to go <laughs> and so I know that I'm not going to screw up your thing or miss your miss your read and if I did I know I think I know that you would follow I think it's interesting the idea of uh, uh, you said something where it, 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 where you know you have nothing you have nothing on the other side of this one particular offer you yeah, know, where you go, I'm offering this thing to you and I have nothing else other right. than that. Other than there's, we're beginning and yeah. that's all that we're doing. We're beginning. Yeah. And that's it. I, I generally, I, I feel generally unapologetic about improv if I've not gone where someone wants me to go. The only times I ever feel like maybe I messed something up was if I wasn't listening enough and I didn't quite understand the world they were trying to set up, if that makes sense. No, it totally makes sense. And here's the thing. Stop setting up a world. The world's yeah. already set up. And that's the way that I feel about I it. I got it. I And I, 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 I... I yeah, that's why I say I'm really apologetic about it. And oh. if, if I haven't listened carefully, then, you know, that's on me. But, like, um, yeah, I kind of feel like it's just fun to follow that, follow what builds. And for me, it's a, a, a lot, sometimes it's really a lot about just the rhythm of it. Sometimes it's not even about the content of it. I feel like it's just fun to, like, hit the tennis ball back and forth a while. It's the, the volley, the, the gift of the volley or the understanding of the volley uh, in in that union is just so vital that, mm-hmm. that we're... After a while, you, you do this so often. I'm sorry, you, not often, I guess. You do, you do this so often that you start to get a feeling. And the feelings are, are so, uh, can be this, where you, you go, I'm throwing that out. You you return that volley to me at that tempo, at mm-hmm. that force. And I, I like that. Yeah. So what I have to do now is I have to return it to you yeah. with that with that tempo, with that force, yeah. so that you know at that moment that this is the way we're playing. Mm-hmm. We're not... And that's what it is. Like in that initial moment, we have just both of us have just established because the first line of dialogue doesn't set the scene. The second line of dialogue sets the yeah, scene. That's what I say too. And I always feel like people get hung up on uh, there's the idea that you have to initiate with something really smart. And I was like, well, if the second line and the second person treats the first thing with a lot of like it like it's smart, then it's the great. You know that that it's the second person where the magic happens. That it's not like how do you think of something so fast? It's like no, the magic is that they agreed so fast. That they started playing so fast. That's exactly you it. know that that and that, and at that moment you go, <sighs> yeah, yeah, and you can sit in it for a bit. You yeah. sit in it, and I and that sit in it, that phrase sit in it. I love it. And I've been using that phrase so much lately, teaching and directing. It's just fucking sit in it. Can you sit in it? Right. Are you able to sit in it? Mm-hmm. And sit in it doesn't mean relax into it. No, it no, no. Means... It's not a not a sedentary sit. It's just like you know being comfortable in there. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think oh God, you want to drink this? Drink, oh, drink, drink it. Drink it. Drink um, it. Uh, it. It's not about it's 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 not about being comfortable. No, I guess not. 
No. And for me, I feel like I, you know, people are like, well, you know, I got to learn how to be comfortable. It's like if you have to learn how to be comfortable with it, then you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because I really, and I, I've, I've stated this before, the idea of if if you're not part of the problem, you're the problem. <laughs> I see what you're saying. I know what you're saying there. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely had really successful stuff I've done in improv. I feel like we're, I w- maybe I would say like that was comfortable, but it's not like, I mean, I don't know, that it just felt, it felt good, that it felt right, and it felt like we were all in the same kind of thing. Oh, clearly. And you're part of how many people in, in uh, the improvised Shakespeare? Well, we have an, ex- the, a show is generally five people. There's an extended cast to it. In, and in LA, there's a small, you know, there's still some people back in Chicago who run the show. Right. But the, the people that I play with in LA are all people that have been around since the beginning, and I would say it's a core of about seven or eight. Okay, so at, at any certain time, you'll be playing with between four and six other people. That's right. So in you playing, at, at that point that you'll be playing with, with four or six other people, y'all are, uh, a, y'all are aware of what y'all are doing, mm-hmm. and y'all are listening on the subdermal level. Oh, yeah. And fitting <clears throat> all that in, and they're, they're, and, and yet, not and yet, and also, there's this um, package that it has to look like. True. So, so there's this interaction that you have, mm-hmm. and there's this package that it has to look like. You mean brand. the Shakespearean yeah. element to exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, uh, and, and so at that moment, all it's an interesting thing how the brain works, because when you do this a lot, you just start really understanding the compartmentalization of the brain that you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're multitasking on this way and not to see it as a thing that's an impediment rather to see it as a celebration. Mm-hmm. My brain is able to. I have been, I have been training myself yeah. to be able to. Well, I think the cool thing about it is that you're, when you, once you get past like the panic stuff, your brain kind of does. Uh, everyone talks about people watching from the inside are, are look, watching from the inside look at improv and say you're moving so fast you're thinking so fast and I think when you get to the comfortable spot it's, it's, it feels more like a slowing down where you can I mean I'd be you know you teach real hard be in the moment don't think ahead and always just respond I'd be lying if I said especially in that show that we're never thinking ahead but there's a mo- big part of our brain that's just there as a responsive nerve and a listening thing and then you know we do stuff that, that's like uh, I I don't. I hate the word gimmicky, but like we do, we do tricks in it. We rhyme. We do that kind of stuff. And so I'd be lying if I said I wasn't thinking at least a line ahead about if I'm creating a little couplet or something. That's a different element. But for the most part, I'm just sitting and 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 I, we are mostly in the moment. And it's slow and it feels good. And I can be having a really in depth, uh, sometimes really like uh, emotional scene with somebody. Sometimes a really silly thing with somebody. And at the same time, thinking can have a little bit of my brain that's like. Uh, you know, the next scene we do should be, uh, the, for the show, whatever comes next should be uh, a higher energy than this. I or, totally you know, get it. I totally get it. And I think that yeah. we have to give, uh, because I think uh, what we, uh, there's certain elements that are, that are taught uh, right. that I think need to be rejiggered. And mm-hmm. uh, some, one of those things being, we're not writers. Um, I really truly believe that we are writers. I think. Do you feel that was that something you were you were you heard in in teaching? That yeah. You're not writers. Oh, don't write. No, no, we're not writers. Oh wow, that's but, weird. I, I mean, I, I don't know that I heard. I don't think I ever really heard that in teaching. In fact, I feel like I stop writing people. the scene. It was a note. Oh, I stopped yes, writing the scene. Yes, yes, yes. Stop yes. writing the scene. Yes, yes. You yeah, know, gotcha. uh, right, that right. sort of things. Like you're you're playwriting at this moment. Because I, see. I think that truly anybody that's watching what you're doing uh, has is probably looking at thinking and anybody that is a fan of what it is that you're, you guys are doing yeah. is sitting back going oh they I wonder if they're playwriting I wonder if they're, they're doing yeah. that because yeah. you, we have to give people permission to know mm-hmm. that just because you envision something happening doesn't right. mean you have to follow through on that no no things crumble and fall away <clears throat> and if I'm thinking about it too long I know it's not going to work out if I'm on the sideline thinking about it and I've got it plotted, then I should probably abandon it because then I've made it. I've made an agenda, an agenda. But yeah, I feel like in that show, especially the people I play with in that show, the other actors in that show, we're always looking. We're looking way downfield, and and downfield just keeps changing. And that's the whole thing yeah. too. Yeah. Is part of what it is that we're doing is allowing ourselves to 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 think downfield. Yeah. But to go, wouldn't it be interesting if? And so what happens? And I, and I, yeah. And I always think about this where it's it it seems to be like an empty warehouse at the beginning of the scene. And as the scene goes on, you start adding things yeah. to the shelves inside. Yeah, yeah. And some of those things are are elements of the scene, which which I call uh, inventory. This person's name, they stood there, they right. read this plot point, if you will, or they did that, they had that action, not to call it a plot yeah. point. No, um, but yeah. And, and, and to say, 
uh, and then at that moment, uh, uh, to also say, oh, wouldn't it be interesting if, or it would really yeah. be cool if we did that, and to take that, wouldn't it be cool if we did that, and just put it in your head. Mm-hmm. And if there is an opportunity for you to do that, yeah, to have that. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And one of the things that I think is really important is um, to, to, to start clearing your head out so that your sh- your mental shelves if you will are empty so that you are able to put those things in places yes. you need them. I think maybe that's more along the lines of don't plan ahead is keep keep it yeah like you're saying keep keep the possibilities open and then let whatever's going on construct the possibilities that you start to put in there. And then yeah, and then something comes along and burns that wall down. Absolutely. You know? And I, and that's kind of that's a fun thing too to go right. I thought it was going to go in this direction and that sometimes that's a trick, though. I feel like I feel like even experienced improvisers can get in a place where the surprise stops being fun for them and gets frustrating. That it's like, God, I really thought we were going somewhere. And for me, I I think especially in that show, especially in that show, the surprise is most of the fun of that show. And and but do but uh, lose the butt. Do you does that happen to you where you go? Oh, I really was hoping that was going to happen in this particular show. Rarely. Right. I can't think of an example recently. I, in other shows, I've, I've had people. I, I and I and I. I can't remember the last time I felt like that. And, and in, 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 in the Improvised Shakespeare show, because it's playing in that Shakespeare world, sometimes that's a, for the sake of the show, that's a matter of life and death, meaning I, I really thought I was going to live. Um, and I got killed But that's really early. fun. Yeah, that's and so you're lying really on the ground, you're like, you know, in my version, of the, in my imagination, this is going to end with me getting the girl. You know, this, this is going to be a triumph for me, and I'm dead in the second scene. That's weird. You know? I didn't expect it. A clear, and then I'll come back some, and, to someone and, new. But there's also... Not, but no, that's improv. That, that's, it, that's improv, and it's also a fucking blast to yeah. play in that way where you've got... Because we're working on so many different levels yeah. here. One of the levels is we want to be surprised. Another level is we want to be able to be in the story. Yeah. Another level is uh, we have expectations. And when right. the, all of those things... There's no disappointments in those because it's just experience. It's yes. not like, oh my God, I could have been. It's more along the lines of, oh, I thought that that was it. Yeah. So uh, there's a book called um, Imagine by this guy named Jonathan Lethem. And it's a really great Jonathan, book. Yeah. And it's it's an interesting book because there's just there's a bunch of drama attached to the book that have nothing to do with the book. But one of the lines in that, it's about the creative process. Okay. And in the creative process, he says, I don't know with whom he was speaking, but he said, uh, one of the things is, yes, we yes we will be surprised, but the joy comes in being surprised at being surprised. And that, for me, is oh. huge. That idea of, oh, I, you know, I knew it was going to be fun, but I didn't know that that was going to happen as well. well. We've, done a th- uh, we've done hundreds and hundreds of that. That, ju- that group has been together. For, we've been together for 12 years. There's people in that cast that I've literally been improvising with for 21 years. And it is funny to... Um, to realize that in a show that ostensibly has a narrow focus, that has a structure or, or at least a, a world that it's commonly played in, uh, a, a, a literate world that, that, that we know we're going to be working around in, it's, it is amazing how often we're surprising each other to the point where, I mean, we've had, we've gasped at each other, you know, like in the moment, it's mostly in character, but sometimes not in character as the improviser of like, oh, you, got, you kill me. I gotta die. I gotta die. You know, and, and and it's never a like, come on, man. You know, that's no. that's a crazy other other gear that we don't play. In. No, because that's an ego thing. Yeah, you know, that's an ego thing. And I remember that that's a, that's a young man's game is the yeah. ego thing where you go, dude, really, you fucking fucked me up. It's like I didn't fuck you up. That's what yeah. the story wanted. You know, stop yeah. blaming me for your Get shit. Get over it. It was an it's an improv scene. Exactly. Yeah, move on to the next thing. Build something new. Yeah. And yet, haven't you had experiences where when you were a, 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 a neophyte at this mm-hmm. that that you went that you're. This is what you. This is what I learned. Your ego is going to get in the way, and it's going to stop you from fucking having fun. Of course, of course. Um, I, I was touring. Um, I toured prisons for a year, uh, doing non-comedic improv in prisons in a theater Ooh, company yeah. called Geese Company. Uh-huh. And I had a girlfriend in the cast, yeah. and we were in a joint in Raleigh, Durham, uh, North mm-hmm. Carolina, a woman's joint. And in the show, and this is non-comedic, so in the show, mm. she fucking set me up, and I died. Uh-huh. And I, we had a fucking fight because like how dare you do that yeah. and I remember thinking what a fucking asshole I was in that I mean right this you goes, see it yeah oh you see it. you're a different improviser then I'm a different improviser and and that lesson it that lesson in itself yeah. says let your ego go your the, right the idea of self yeah the idea of the idea of self like mm-hmm. who are you and it's like it fucking doesn't matter who the fuck you are yeah you're fodder for the story sure yeah I get that I agree with that I 
and I never thought of it early on. I mean, and when you are young, you don't think of it as a, improv as a long term. You don't think about like a long improv career. That didn't seem like a thing for me. It di- I didn't feel like I'm going to be doing improv for a really long time because you have either like images of like, well, I'll be on a TV show, whatever. Like improv didn't seem like a long thing, right. and so people would say things like. Um, at the end of the story, being the, the, or the lesson of it being that like it does take time to get to a place where you where you lose that ego part. And I remember when I was taking classes at I.O. and I, I did my in teacher, Chicago, yeah, in Chicago, mm-hmm. and Craig Kikowski was teaching, and he had he's it was probably a throwaway thing for him, but he was like, "Here's how your improv life is going to go. You're going to have a ton of success and a ton of excitement, and you're going to have some really bad shows and some really great shows. You're all of a sudden going to feel really great, and then you're going to plateau for a really, really, really long time." And then you're going to start building up again and building up again. You're going to plateau for a really, really long time. And every time he said, like, really, really long time or whatever, however he phrased it, some part in my mind was, like, really long time? How, like, what do you mean? Like, really, like, like, a couple months? <laughs> Not thinking of, like, you know, uh, 20 years later that you look back and it's like, oh, it's a completely different person, especially a different improviser then. And the headspace you lived in then was, you know, a different, completely different thing on Absolutely. stage. And, uh your your non-theatrical headspace. Sure. Well, oh, yeah. But then and theatrically, too, I feel like you're both playing with things, a different instrument. For yeah. us, both of those, for us being, those of us who are either is improv in theater or improv yeah. in music or, right. in, or any of those things, our lives, our, our lives out, um, outside, I don't want to use that word outside of the <laughs> art. Our, our lives... At, yeah, well, your non-theatrical brain is the same instrument you're exactly. using. Exactly. Yeah. And, and when you're a, of a certain age, there are certain things that you, 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 you know about life and certain things that you don't know about sure. life. And I know that there are times where, I don't know, I, don't, I think probably there's, there's a governor of, when you're doing the Shakespeare show, there's a governor on how much of your personal life gets to be put in this. Yeah. Um, but I know when it's not my person, uh, when I'm not constricted in that, um, that set, if you mm-hmm. will, that uh, what's going on in my life melts out, of seeps out. There, there's such a funny thing. I, I don't know. Um, I've been improvising... Uh, there's an impression named Brendan Dowling who's been around for a really long time. We went to college together. And I play with him in the Improvised Shakespeare Company. I play with him sometimes with Baby Wants Candy doing musicals. We've done a bunch of stuff just in other situations. And there's a really funny thing. The funny thing being that I know his personal life. He knows my personal life. He knows if I start saying something and it's really me, you can see a glisten in his eye. You know, if I talk about something with a kid, with my, he knows I'm talking about my kid even though I'm not talking about my kid or if I've told him a story about a friend of mine's kid and I'm playing a scene where I'm playing I'm talking about my kid in the scene as if it were that other kid then he thinks that's so fun and he can jump on top and he knows my opinions on it so he can exacerbate it and and so it's just that funny thing of like I so yeah it is always part of your thing and it's really funny when you're playing with somebody who knows your other stuff and can kind of laugh yeah because it's like oh I you're playing a guy that you hate right now, and I know who it is. You know, <laughs> and that's another thing where that's another part of of, of living the experience of, of improvising that scene, of experiencing that scene at yeah. that moment. All those other things that we were talking about about the being the story and all those other things, uh, we start to go, oh yeah, oh, I know what you're doing right now. I clearly know what you're doing right yeah. now. And uh, another thing that I don't know, maybe people are taught it or not. It's it's the idea of take a little piece of yourself. It wants to come out. Mm-hmm. Let it come out, and yeah. know that there's going to be a, a spot where you stop mm-hmm. making it. There's going to be a creative spot where you go. Okay, that's enough that I need to expose of this story. So yeah. when I was married, I wouldn't. You know, when I was married, or when my marriage was breaking up. Um, uh-huh. By the way, today is my would been my my wedding anniversary. Um, Good imagine. God, what, what a funny, what a heavy cloud. That's really is it? no. <laughs> is it? So in, so whenever those sort of things came up. Mm-hmm. Carrie, uh, my improv partner, who I've worked with Carrie Clifford for years, mm-hmm. she would know that that was that. But I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't use my wife's name. No, in that no. Scene. But it's the same truths. It's the same elements, and you, it's the same like play pieces and stuff. That that idea of truths. Yes, that's yeah. Exactly. Well, gonna... I was gonna say the fu- people have always been really nicely responsive to the improvised Shakespeare show, and 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 we're and I and we're really proud of it. We've worked really hard on it. But lately, when I find myself talking to people after a show who are, you know, who are um, interested in it and stuff, I find that the thing that we're able to do now in that show that the show's always the show's changed. It's not the same show it was twelve years ago when we started. But like, um, one of the things about playing with somebody for so long 
and is that I can live in their head for a while is what I what I found myself saying to people is like, well, you know, we one reason it looks so seamless is that we're I'm able to play in in, in Ross's head. Right. I can play in Brendan's head, I can play in Blaine's head and that I I generally know where they're going. And I'm open to surprise and I will be surprised. But but I we can kind of just I know what he's talking about. I know what he believes. I know if he's playing something he doesn't believe. And I know how to play with that. And so it really is the closest thing to, you know, group mind that we're all living in the same headspace. What, what you're doing is you're feeding them what it is that they're asking you yeah, to put on the menu. Maybe so, yeah. and, and I know that what, what Carrie does, um, I know, uh, and I, I play with a lot of women. I mm-hmm. do like two person shows and I play with a lot mm-hmm. of women because I, I just feel like there's a give, there's a, there's, there's just an inherent give in uh-huh. that, that I re- an acceptance, cool. a give and an acceptance. And yeah, I really yeah, like yeah. that. Um, uh, but uh, what 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 I will do is, and Carrie will do the same thing. Is she'll say, "Oh, Dave's on a roll. I know exactly what he he's asking me to do yeah. right now," and fucking does it. Totally. And she fucking yeah. does it. Yeah. And I love the idea of I'm living in her head. I love that because that's really what that's what you and I did. Because I remember the show that we just did at uh, Westside right. Comedy, yeah, where yeah. it was like, oh all these other elements, all these other people in the scene, and then you come in and I say something or you say something, and then in that response, I'm like, oh, okay, he he's in my head. I'm in his head. I know what it is that he's looking for in that moment. And and when you do scenes with, when you do shows with a bunch of different people who are like who are thrown together, Jay Suko threw, threw us together. Right, because we're really not great. an ensemble. No. Pretty, you know, and some no. of the, yeah. And so there are those moments where you 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 light upon you you connect with somebody in that moment, yeah. and at that moment you go that right that that right there. I really like that. Yeah, that's and the I, part where the show's humming for a bit for me. Exactly, you know, it's like that feels that feels genuine. That feels real. Sometimes it's like I'm tr- we're we're playing polite or we're doing we're trying to build something. We didn't quite get there. It got edited. Well, crap. We didn't have it yet. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I also for me uh, and you have a background in comedy sports, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's a lot of this is the setup in comedy sports. Um, there's a yeah. lot in comedy sports. There's a lot of this is the setup. Sure. And you live within that thing. Yeah. And when I'm working with people, because I just did the San uh, in San Jose, the International Comedy Festival, they had a a thing, a huge, huge thing for over the weekend. And I work with a bunch of people there. And at first I thought, this is going to be tough because that's not my, that's mm-hmm. not my game. Yeah. Um, game is not my game. I Me don't, either. just don't do that game. Me either, really. And so, um, uh, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be tough. And it wasn't. Because oh, cool. people were like really open to the yeah. idea of doing that which isn't historically what it is that they do. Gotcha. Yeah. And when, when they're open, I love that idea of, Working with a, a, a group, because we are an ensemble when we did the, the West Side uh, comedy. Yes, we become one, but we're not a season. No, yeah. no. But so in that way, we're going into this saying, mm-hmm. I get to be more mal- malleable yeah. than historically I would need to. Right. Yeah, because I don't know your needs. You know, I, I don't, I'm not like the way you say like, um, that Carrie would say, I know what Dave needs right now. Some uh, The people in, the, in there that I don't know, what the, I, I, don't, I can't read them well yet. I don't know their needs. I... I and uh, and instead of being like I'm gonna that I'm gonna stay out of the way, it's like I'm just gonna have to throw something out there. It could it might break the rhythm of this thing. <laughs> Luckily, I find I don't find that stuff like that lingers with me. If it if it didn't work out, it's pretty disposable, pretty cool. Oh my god, you know, for me, you know? I, I, the, the one the best the best gift that I gave myself was the idea that this is all toilet paper, use it and throw it right. away. Right. Yeah. Yeah and, yeah. and and yet there are also times where I really I I I want to go to bed thinking I really like that show mm-hmm. um, but I will not go to bed certainly I've been doing this for so long I will not go to bed going why did I do that I shouldn't have done that right. because it fucking doesn't God, matter yeah. it mm-hmm. does not matter yeah. and I remember the one moment it was at IO when I, in 84 85 because I've been working on it for that long uh, and walking away from a show walking over to the bar uh, to, uh, off of Belmont and thinking and really feeling good about myself in that moment and thinking, why do I feel good about myself right now? Mm-hmm. What is that feeling? And it's like, oh, I stopped caring. Mm-hmm. I didn't, that it I didn't yeah. care. Well, it wasn't, yeah. And I sometimes I get worried about not caring as the, I feel like, um, <clears throat> I know what you're saying. That like, I don't care about the, those particular things. And for me lately, I've been using the word care a lot with improv in the fact, in, in as much as like, for trying to explain yes and to people, I've sometimes said like just the concept of yes and for me it was like for me it's yes and the and part is or for me the yes and part is more about care showing that you care about what someone has offered. So for me it was like the most important things for me are like you got to listen and you got to care. 
about yeah. the improv. I mean, I know you're not saying about that. You're you're saying like in a personal like I didn't care what happened to me in that show. I didn't care about the like the results of that show. But for what's going on, I have to cherish that thing so much. Clearly. And that's the yes and those are two separate separate Absolutely. sections. Two me. different cares. Yeah. yeah. Two different cares. <laughs> they are two different cares. And and to take away from something from a show to to go, oh I shouldn't have done that, I shouldn't have done that, as opposed to I did that. I don't want to do that again. Mm. What is it that I do want to do? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I did not do that. What is it that I do want to do? And that's yeah. for me. That's the creative process. Mm. And because the, the moment that you go, oh, stupid! I was stupid. Why did I do that? You, you're, you're putting this pain upon something that you that is clearly about the joy. Yeah. And uh, and and going back to Krakowski's thing, like there are there there are. Uh, there's a diagonal thing and then there's a there's a horizontal thing and mm-hmm. then there's a diagonal thing and a horizontal yeah, yeah, thing yeah. and those things come when they come right and the best gift that you can give yourself is to not think about whether they're what if they're there or not well yeah not to be tracking that thing I think clearly or to track it in a way where you think where you're just driving away from something you go oh a year ago I would have mm-hmm. been berating myself in this moment it's funny like it, I, I, I was laughing not long ago about like those post show kind of conversations you have uh, and I feel like uh, certainly with that Santa Monica thing that we uh, the, the thing play, playing at West Side the uh, the Santa Monica thing I mean our show is like this thing that really hasn't existed and all of a sudden exists and is like <laughs> I guess we're doing this now and it's regular um, the post show talks in that are always just super positive like that was a ball that was fun and they are they're fun and they're light and they're and they're and there's there's a momentum to them in that I feel like. It's developing into more of what we're learning what that show looks like. Whereas it's been so long, but it happened to, I don't remember where it was, but I did a show somewhere recently with people I didn't know super well. And the post-show discussion was stuff like, hey, I'm sorry, I don't know what you were trying to do right there and blah, blah. And I was like, oh, what what a flashback. Like that was a flashback to like This is class. class. Yeah. And I don't, I, I, I wouldn't say who it is if I did, but I don't remember what show it was or who it was. But I thought, I haven't been in that headspace since classes, maybe, at I.O., you know, when I first moved to Chicago, where you were coming off and being like, I'm sorry if I missed your thing. I don't know what you're going for. And you just kind of want to be like, I wasn't really going for anything, so apology accepted, I guess, you know? <laughs> totally I don't really it. know. I'm sorry if you thought you messed my thing up. I, I wish you hadn't. But you can tell if somebody, I'm not upset at whatever move you make, but I can tell if you've checked out. I can tell if you've come into something and then backed away. Oh, yeah, yeah, And that's yeah. hard. And then it's like, so... I don't, I don't think you owe me an apology for that, but if you're going to apologize for anything, apologize for backing away and giving up, you know, like just stay in the thing and we'll, we'll think we can make this fun. We can make this kind of hum again, but don't worry about where I was going with something. Clearly. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And the moment that, that somebody, and it is that feeling of, I've watched you check out and I think you've checked out. I've watched you check out and I think you've checked out because I didn't follow the plan that you had. Yeah. And, um, and again, we go back to it's okay to have a plan. Mm-hmm. It's really important to let it go yeah. when the elements of that are no yeah. longer there. I don't think you can ex- – it's un- it's unfair expectation to know that somebody, if you have a plan, is going to jump on your plan. It's just a crazy expectation to think about. Even if it's something like, you know, the show we do in, at Westside is based on monologues and someone has great it's like an Armando. It's an Armando, yeah. right. Uh, and, and so it's definitely like an it's – it's, it is an Armando, right, essentially. And so – Whatever they're coming out, whatever the monologue is, is spitting out there is all grist for the mill. And if somebody mentions offhand something about The Godfather as a movie, right? It's real easy for me to come out and try to set something up that's a definite parody or riff on The Godfather. And great, but if you haven't seen The Godfather, I can't expect that you're gonna know that when I come out and 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 and, and you know and and say I'm going to the bathroom, uh, you know, everyone in the audience is like he's gonna get the gun and then come out and shoot you in the throat. If you haven't seen it, it's like great. If you're new to the bathroom, fine. I'm gonna leave the restaurant. I can't expect you to play the Godfather. So wait, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. That would really be a fun scene. Like the idea, of, <laughs> I'm going to the bathroom, and you have this plan to play the Godfather. Yeah. It's like no, I'm gonna go then. If you're gonna go, there's no, no, no yeah, wait. You yeah, know, right, right. Then that'd be a new scene, right? And, uh, you know, you can't expect you to and. So, like, parody is an extreme example, but just because I think that you're looking at the information the same way I am, that, you ha- that you're going to play my same idea, my same agenda, then, I mean, that's kind of, you're kind of at a loss. There's a tool that a lot of actors use uh, when they have, uh, there's a tool that a lot of actors use in order to make that work uh, mm-hmm. in that way, and it's called a script. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, and, precise. You know, I've heard of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> familiar. We, we don't. And for me, I feel like I don't. I, I don't. I'm not going to play your stupid reindeer games. Yeah. If you bring a reindeer game in, it's like this is your reindeer game. This isn't my reindeer mm-hmm. game. And I want to play a reindeer game that we're both playing a stupid yeah. fucking reindeer game. I want to play that reindeer mm-hmm. game, but this is. It has to be something that we both come up with, and we're willing to let go of something because yeah. I don't give a rat's ass about the outcome. Yeah. Yeah, and I think people, you know, the principal show I do is the Improvised Shakespeare show, and I do feel like you look at that and you think there's a limitation to that because of the possibilities, the the, the canon of Shakespeare, and so they must think of themselves in a writerly way as far as plot devices and stuff, but we never think about plot devices. We think of sometimes character archetypes as a shorthand, but for me, the writerly aspect of our show is just the language as it's happening. It's not about where it's going. It's more about being really deliberate and respective of whatever comes out of somebody's mouth in a in a in a literate way and not just you provoke and my literate character. and a literal in a, in, a, in a, I mean well no I mean more I mean more as a literate way of of paying attention to every word and so the words become motifs and become rhythms and become a poetry and I get real we get real excited by each other if we can hit for a second reach up and hit something that sounds poetical and it doesn't matter it's not about Oh, and then you can take that and use that and like in a plot way where this ha- it's like I don't know the life and death and, and love and, and and hate those are gonna happen they're gonna they're gonna work and we're gonna play those moments we're gonna really sing those moments hard but the difference in the Shakespeare show is and we've played we've played together as an ensemble um, outside the Shakespeare element like we've done shows we've gone up places we're on the road and we do our Shakespeare show in a performing arts center and maybe down the road there's an improv club and they're like hey could you guys come and play I'm like well it'd be dumb for we can't really do our show in your place because we were contractually obligated to do our show here but we'll come and play a set and we'll do it just as ourselves and those shows are so fun because we're dropping the 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 Shakespeare part but we're still excited by the way people talk we're still excited by every little word you say and it, and it's a hyper it's it's just a hyper caring about it's not just I care about what you say it's care about I care about every 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 rhythm of what you say and the breaths and stuff and so that's the Shakespeare element we've I feel like we've we've we, we're getting better and better at and what the show is becoming more is just enjoying the poetry of each other even if it's not uh, Elizabethan esque sounding or, or mimicked it's that it's that it's just we're it, I'm 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 in your head breath to breath. So I would love to, I, I want to take whatever you're saying poetically and I want to, I want to match up next to it. And if it doesn't have anything to bear on the plot of the show, that maybe, um, I always had this kind of dumb, I, I, I say dumb with affection. I don't really mean, I'm not judging this. But early on in our show, I thought, wouldn't it be cool if we had, if there was a, 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 a complete Shakespeare's volume uh, you know the, the complete William Shakespeare and it had all our plays in it and somebody really thought this was Shakespeare and the same way people over examine Shakespeare that there would be like a university class where it's like here's a long lost here's Richard the nerd you know whatever dumb suggestion we've gotten Fun, again affectionately dumb and people are and, and someone comes in and makes a crazy improv move and you know and it's like they come in as the waiter they get a little bit overlooked uh, the, the waiter the waiter bits don't land um, they have a funny joke there's one little catchphrase you walk out and you were uh, you were Marius the waiter and then you imagine being in college in that earnest college way being like oh uh yeah i got cast in my first main stage show at college i'm playing marius in richard the nerd so that's cool and you know uh certain th- like there certain people think that that might have not been written by shakespeare even it might have been written by john fletcher like to nerd out on our show even in the show to treat it with that much respect of like that's what i think of as a literate kind of improv of like we're storytellers in this thing we're creating something that's ephemeral but what if we respected it as if it were a script just by giving it the respect of it? Not the agenda and the plot, but that it's like, like I said, I feel like I want to be with somebody breath to breath and, and, and line to line. And that we just have these cool little moments of ascendant, like, poet poetry. I'm, I'm looking at this because there's what you're saying is like, I want to go back to that and listen to that. Um, <laughs> no, maybe uh, not. No, no, but there's definitely, that I, 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 that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. I remember... Well, you know the uh, impro theater folk, right? Yeah, a bit. Uh, um, and, and I've watched their shows, and I've watched mm-hmm. their improvised Shakespeare, and... Um, I have not seen that. Oh, yeah. it's so good. Uh-huh. It's so good. Well, they, yeah. they do, like, improvised Shakespeare. Uh, they do 
Shakespeare, they'll do, of course, Jane Austen. Yeah, But right, they'll right. also do film noir. They'll do yeah. Sondheim. Mm-hmm. And they have dramaturgs come in, and they, they really fucking go deep into this shit. Yeah. Um, but I remember watching a show at uh, uh, Out of Bounds uh, Improv Festival in Austin and yeah. looking at it and getting so lost in the story, not confused, but lost going, God, I know Shakespeare. I was mm-hmm. in the I was in Reduce Shakespeare Company. Yeah, okay. I'm a member of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Yeah. So I know all the shows. Yeah. I know those shows and right. I don't remember this show. And then you go, wait a minute. It's not. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> They're improvising it. We would go into high schools. This always made us laugh real hard. We'd go into high schools and teach a, a, a workshop, which essentially the message being Shakespeare's cool guys, you know, right. we, and, and, and teachers love it because you're in there instead of them talking about it and you're doing something that's fun. And there were, uh, there were times when like teachers as we're leaving the school would be like, thanks for that because they don't know any Shakespeare and it's good for them to have some. And you kind of would be like, that wasn't Shakespeare. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. I think I know what you're saying, but I just want to make clear that they didn't get any today. <laughs> they got they got a reflected in, in, like uh, appreciation of it. But right. we d- don't take anything you saw on that stage today as Shakespeare. Oh, I love that so much. That is so funny because yeah. it it and at the end of the day, it really that te- I don't know what I would do. I don't know what that I would do if I were that teacher. I remember seeing the first improv show I saw at Second City and could not... I'm sorry. I went to see... I remember the first show I saw at Second City. I remember I was in youth group, uh, synagogue, youth group in the synagogue, mm-hmm. and it was a show. It was not the improv set. It was, yeah. one, it was okay, a yeah. show. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh my God, I cannot believe that they, they just improvised all of that. Oh, yeah. And you really I, thought it was. Oh, yeah. you really thought it was. But people it's the same sort of thing where yeah. people are looking at your show going, that's Shakespeare. And... Yeah. and uh, and yet, I also feel like, yes, it matters, but no, it doesn't. No, right, yeah. I, I'm of two minds of it, too. Because I think what those kids did get was, like, us exp- using the word Shakespeare. They've got it in their head. They loved it. And they got a lot of appreciation for it. Because our show, in my mind, is 90% nerdy homage and 10% parody. Whereas I think people think, too, that at the same time, we're really making fun of Shakespeare. It is. I think it's pliable enough to make fun of. But most of us are really earnestly excited about it. And and if 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 the if push came to shove and we were able to do a Shakespeare play, if someone was like, "Why don't you guys do this thing?" We would be so in awe of it and not be like, you know, it, it we're, we still we love the, the the source material and we've done our homework and we met with professors in Chicago and went through plays and they elevated our game because the first time we sat down with this professor at Loyola University and he was like, "Let's talk Richard the Third. We were like college sophomores. We were like, "I like this character. He was cool." Like that was the level of our discourse and those professors were like. Oh, he was cool, was he? Yeah, I guess so. You know, there's a Czech a psychoanalyst who once referred, and they had they had so much homework, and we were like, okay, next time, read the play and read something about the play, and right. come in with an opinion about you know, uh-huh. and it, it really escalated it, it or elevated everything, and it was it was cool to take something that seriously, knowing that we were going to then get on stage, and if the homework showed, the homework showed, but at the same time, we were going to follow the improv gods first. Absolutely, you know, absolutely, and and to be and to be to and it, and it it goes back to that idea of. Of uh, 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 having having an empty head, tabla rasa, getting information. If you use it, you use it. If you don't, you don't. But you you knowing that information mm-hmm. is it, it. It's not that you have something to fall back on. No, it, it's just another source. And and yeah. it goes back to me being divorced and going and bringing yeah. all that other stuff. Well, whatever there. you're doing and, and learning about and excited about and reading about carves out a different kind of room in your head and a different set of possibilities. Clearly. You know, so. and, I, and I think that what's going on right now and it's something that I'm str- personally struggling with is to get the fuck off of away from the political situation and to remember there are things like fiction that are out there that I can read. Oh, that you can and fill your head with. That I can <laughs> fill my head with those sort of things right. because what ends up happening is if you lose the source material, I'm sorry, the source material being you, that person, you, your life. If yeah. you lose that yeah. humanity, um, when you're performing on stage, it, it 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 may, I don't know, it may be a struggle. Right. Because I, re- I remember, um, and I don't know this to be true, I'm going to say it. So I remember when Tim Meadows went to Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. So he was in the group that I was in. It was Tim Meadows and Mick Napier, and it was like all these great men along, uh, Ruthie Rudnick, uh, Richard Label. Yeah, we yeah. had a group. We had a great group at I.O. Mm-hmm. And then Timmy went to, you know, it's the Second City, and yeah. that was great, too. I mean, you say you were in a group. You were in actual, you were in a team. It wasn't it was just like your peer-level group. No, it was but a group. it was yeah. that, too. Yeah. It was a yeah, team right, called right. Grime and Punishment or some dumb name like yeah, that. Right. And uh, <laughs> uh, so we, I remember when Timmy went, 
to SNL and he was there for like nine years yeah, or something right, like yeah. that and he was really great and then he did all those movies and he came back and I was the artistic director of Second City and I said let's do a, two, a two-hander come over and mm-hmm. you and I will do a two-hander because we used to do that and he's like I, I don't know that I know how to improvise anymore okay. <laughs> yeah and he said that and uh, sad to hear <laughs> well well, I, I, I get it I yeah. get it because it's we're, he's not using that muscle uh-huh. anymore uh-huh. and then he started getting into it again and and yeah. and to be honest when like his work after that was phenomenal. Yeah. It's really phenomenal. Right. And he's also one of the most charming fucking human beings on the goddamn really? planet. Yeah. What a good man. What a good man. <laughs> you hear that world? Yeah. <laughs> he's a good guy. He's a good guy. But you know, we're working, you know, and, and you've been out here just a couple of years, but what ends up happening yeah. is these friends that you have become like they start they start to to get huge uh, and they mm-hmm. started to, like watch did you watch the Emmys last night? I didn't I was not in town yeah. so uh, there's a woman who was nominated for Fe- from Feud my friend Jackie Hoffman of course and, yeah I've met her and it was and she did something. Did you hear what happened? What she did? Yeah, there was the bit about. Uh, if yeah, I you explain it because well, I'll, what happened I'll was you know she was up for a best supporting act. Uh, and she wasn't supporting. supposed to win. Yeah, she, well, she, she wasn't, wasn't supposed to win. Gonna, yeah, but you know she wasn't supposed to win. And yeah, they were like an amazing group. And then Laura Dern won, and they and Jackie like was pounding the desk yeah. the, and going no 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 no. Uh-huh. And anybody knows Jackie knows it's a bit. That's not her. Yeah. It's a fucking bit. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. that is her. But yeah, it's a bit. as a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to see the uproar that's happening now and just to sit back and go that's my friend that's her voice yeah. that's who she is and I, I am so fucking proud of her in that moment <laughs> it was also interesting too yeah. that Colbert is hosting it I know so and you guys are you guys been together through everything we, we have yeah. it was Colbert and Jackie is there and uh, and and uh, and there was a commercial for Amy Sedaris's new show so it's like yeah. essentially my touring company right. did this international yeah. program got on television and took over exactly <laughs> yeah, took yeah, over yeah. television but yeah. it's those moments where uh, I know like I I'm also in Steven's head Mm-hmm. Still, I'm in Jackie's head. Yeah, I'm in. You have a familiarity with those a guys. A familiarity, and so yeah. it's it's a luxury and yeah. it's an honor. Yeah, it's an honor. Uh-huh. I don't know what took me to this thing. I just got really excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> the Emmys, the Emmys, the Emmys, yeah. Emmys. But uh, so you're touring also. Like, were you touring yesterday? You said you were out of town. No, I was at. <laughs> This is a whole other podcast. But uh, so my son got really involved in Cub Scouts, mm-hmm. which I had done as a young person. How, how, how far did you get? Well, I was an Eagle Scout. Oh, you were? I, you were. I, I, I'm sorry, I am an Eagle Scout. You are an Eagle Scout. And so, you know McNapier's an Eagle Scout. I do. Yeah. I do, yeah. Michael Gelman's an Eagle Scout. I didn't know Gelman was. Yeah. Gelman's an Eagle so, Scout. Uh, so yeah. I'm sorry, I mean, one more. Michael McCarthy is an Eagle Scout. Well, see? Look at us. Look right. at us go. And uh, my son wanted to do it. He's in third grade. And he came home two years ago and was like, I'd like to uh, do Cub Scouts. And that has tracked, like, I have a whole other life right now that is all scouts. And, and like, so what I was at last night was a weekend-long adults, all adults training weekend in the woods, camping, singing camp songs and doing, you would, and, and it's it's the dorkiest thing in the world, I say with affection, but it's also, all the training is stuff that you would love because it's like, it's listening training, it's communication training, it's conflict management training, it's how do you, how do you build a team, how do you work together well with people, it's the best. But so I was on weekend one. And is there men and women? Uh, uh, in the, uh, as the leaders? No, oh. I mean, in this weekend. Well, I mean, yes. This, yes, 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 uh-huh. yes, yes. Mm, okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure, I, because I don't know how those things work anymore. Yeah, no, yeah. So, the yeah, Boy Scouts, uh, the and it, I'm learning it all over again. But Boy Scouts is, um, the, the general, gosh, I, I don't think I'm saying anything that's not, like, in the news anyway, but, like, so it's it's amazing. Like it's uh, it's men and women there. It's it's every demographic you could ever think of there uh, as leaders and and um, and the after a long period of time where the Boy Scouts was mainly known for non like for being on the I guess you you I like being on the wrong side of some social issues. Sure, is really really uh, looking in a progressive direction and and um, and the training is all it's diversity training it's all inclusive inclusive stuff and it's really impressive and cool i got to tell you I, I i i love that i love that here's an organization that's been around for over 115 years whatever it would be i don't know, i'm guessing numbers well it's 1909 i think sure yeah not so bad yeah not so bad it's really impressive it's dressed yeah. up in this in, in in the same old little scarfs and hats and neckerchiefs sure. and stuff and and short shorts and high socks and it's and you're taking a class on uh 
inclusivity and, and diversity. And I have to tell you, cool. like the people that I know, um, here's another one, Nick Armstrong. I don't know Nick Armstrong. Oh my God, Nick is one of the yeah. people, Nick does Improv Utopia, Camp Improv Utopia. He yeah. does three or four different Camp Improv Utopias and they're sold out right away. Uh-huh. He's, he oh, okay, kind yeah, of yeah. runs the, he also is a, a, main, a big macher at uh, the uh, West Side Collective, which we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. But everybody that I know that is part of that 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 is an Eagle Scout. There's a quality to it mm-hmm. that's pretty amazing. Well, it, the you know the source material of it all is really really amazing, and that's what I, that's why I still do it and still like it. Is I believe all the stuff that, that's in the like, oh, be help other people and and be a good person and and you know and take care of the earth. Uh, yeah, I can get behind that. I'm okay with that. And if Clearly. we have to if we have to sing a corny camp song to do it, I can do that oh, too. I, that's I, kind of fun. But did you go to overnight camp? You, of, course. of course, you went to overnight all the time, camp. Yeah. Was, but it was all boys, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And there would there would be there would be uh, moms there. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was all boys. It was all boys. I loved the boys overnight camp. camp. Yeah. We called it. We called it overnight. There's two two phrases, one, two terms. One sleepover camp and overnight camp. Yeah. I don't know. They're both. Is there really a interchangeable? Interchange. Yeah. Um, but that. Was I uh, my mind expanded, my self confidence expanded, of course, connections and yeah. all that, and and it also created a sense of what an ensemble is. Mm-hmm. I when I started touring with Second City, and you have those moments of drama, and you have that you know weird crap on the road, and everybody's frayed. I, I wouldn't say I was always able to stand outside of that stuff, but man, I was like. This is nothing. I've been on I've been on a mountaintop with a bunch of fifteen year olds who probably should have been medicated at some point and were undiagnosed. You know, where people are throwing glass bottles at each other because they're it's kids in this Lord of the Flies crucible, and 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 it's supposed to be in its best form. It's supposed to be boy led, where the where the leaders are there to empower boys to like be leaders and be co- and cooperate and will step in only in the most drastic moments of danger, which would happen. But like. It's like I've seen this before. I mean, I did Lord of the Flies. You know, it's like, and so it's like <laughs> group dynamics. I know I could be a, and the tur- national touring. Company. Yeah, yeah, and and the, and and it's like I've seen I I've seen this. I've seen it all before. You right. know, and 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 you figure out how to talk to people and how to keep your cool and how to how to just be a part of a team. Exactly. You also learn how to control your uh, your own engagement in those things that make you fly off the handle. Yeah. And for me, that was a right. huge thing mm-hmm. to say, I am responsible for the outburst that I'm about to have. Yeah, you, know? yeah, or you gotta I, am, this. I am on the edge of having an outburst that yeah. when I've had it in the past, I look at that outburst and I feel like I really mishandled that. And here's an opportunity that I have right now yeah. not to make it a, make it a pattern. Yeah. Or not to, yeah, not to make it a pattern. Yeah, my reputation among people that I've worked with my touring company, I, I don't you know I don't know 100% what my reputation is, but I know that people always think I'm a pretty placid, like a pretty even keeled person, level headed and generally pretty uh, hard to rile up. And, and the, as a young person, as a leader, as a, like a youth leader in a Boy Scout troop was the place where I learned really quick that I can, I can get pushed pretty far. Like I can remember tackling a kid to the ground I, I'm like 10th grade he's like 6th grade grabbing a kid and bringing him to the ground sitting across his chest and looking at him in the eye and saying don't you know that nobody likes you and for me at that moment I felt like I was like teaching him a lesson I was like this is good leadership and I'm going to tell him what and and the, and then him being like and like him dissolving and being like yes and me being like think about why that might be and then walking away and at that time being like man I, I'm in 10th grade I'm a big deal and looking back on it and be like that might be my worst moment, you know, like <laughs> what an amazing but it was that thing. kind of stuff to like. And so then later on in life, it's like, yeah, I don't have to, I don't ever have to get to that point with a person again. And of course you're kids. And so it's a whole different thing. But one of the but, things about you being a kid is that experience happened because you needed for it to happen. Yeah. For who it is that you are. Right. As long as they didn't ruin that guy's life. You're so well, <laughs> but it's also in that moment he's got that experience that yes. he gets to deal with Right. As well. And it's in the recovery from it. The, you know, the, the bouncing back from it. And the, well, and the first line of dialogue doesn't set the scene. There you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, at that moment you get, because I'm, I'm very curious and maybe you know this person, but how, how is that a seminal moment in his I life? I have no idea. You know, yeah. we have no idea right. about that. And there's also that idea of, oh my God, I said that that person, I sh- uh, that fucking wreck them but mm-hmm. they may not remember that at all it's possible right yeah I know it is funny yeah th- that's a, a lot of my memories in, in scouts is like yeah these seminal things and you wonder if ah, did anyone else remember the way that, that went that was a, we did that hike and so and so fell over crying and was just like exhausted and angry and threw stuff do they remember that 
I do, you know, that right, kind of stuff. Right, 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 right. And it might not even have been that at all. Right. Yeah, I might even remember that moment wrong. No, yeah. no. And and I, the wonderful thing I love about improvisation is it's essentially, it's an, ex, it's an, it's an existential exercise. Like we, and not existential arcs, but it's an existential exercise where we get to be aware of being aware of being human in that moment and dealing with interactions in that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and when we look at it in that way, um, it becomes, again, we're doing double duty here. Mm-hmm. And the double duty is stepping back from all that and going, yeah. look at me, look at me, looking at me, mm-hmm. looking at this Dealing with it. Yeah. Yeah, there's... Are you familiar with the um, the literary critic Harold Bloom? He's a big Shakespeare nut. And he's... A, he's, he's I don't know. From his, the books I've read by him, I think he... There's a case we made that he's kind of a blowhard. Like, he's just this academic for academic sake. and But, like, he's written a book called The Western Canon. And it's, like, him going through the whole of it. And I think he's a genius and he does all this great stuff. Uh-huh. But he's a big Shakespeare guy. And we all re- pass around his books for a while reading... And he's just like couldn't be more reverential about Shakespeare to the point that we think it's fun to read, funny to read it because it's almost parody of, of like a fandom. But he, um, but he had this really great phrase that I took took to heart of like one reason he was saying that Shakespeare was such a big deal was that characters like Hamlet, the characters in those soliloquy moments, in the especially in those soliloquy moments, that um, and I'm probably butchering him, and he would listen to this and be like, "This kid's an idiot." But uh, <laughs> but essentially, it was like these are the first characters in in Western literature that that actually hear themselves speak that like Hamlet is going on these soliloquies and he's learning from himself in real time and hearing himself and I I, I think for improv there's a, there's a there's a map onto that of like you're watching yourself do it and it might change you to watch yourself improvise and it might and, and you're watching the other person too but that you're learning from yourself and, and, and that gives you a big opportunity for like a change you know? absolutely and you want that change I'm yeah. looking forward to that change right and the cool thing with the Shakespeare, though, as I, was, as I was saying before, is sometimes the change is, and this is that this is dressing on, on like a deeper maybe what's going on with your character in an improv thing, but the change is just in a word that you give yourself. Uh, um, you know, you say the word refer. What is refer? It's well, I'm furring again. The fair. What is the fairy that's furring me again? What's the you know? And you're and you can rhapsodize on these words. And the cool thing is with improv in it. It doesn't have to be genius because you if if it's not if it's not genius it's funny you know and so people are like oh, look at him he's doing he's doing a parody of like a navel gazing Hamlet whereas really we're up there being like I think I was onto something there I might be Hamlet for a minute you know I'm really really digging this I love that so much <laughs> yeah. I love that and 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 what you talk about and and you lit upon it earlier the the, the idea that you didn't say it in this way but this is uh-huh. what I'm inferring inferring um, See, is yeah. uh, and there's the there's the um, uh, the fairy what, is in the fairy. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of when we're improvising we are and and to give ourselves permission to know to, to to know that this is true we're we're improvising we're acting we're writing yeah we're play acting we're philosophizing we are uh uh, uh we're, we're preaching yeah um and sometimes we're, we're just and we're, sometimes we're watching so you're, you're also an audience member on stage. yes yeah. and when and, and we're also poets yeah so yeah. in that way and and what i love about what you were mentioning is like all this stuff it's essentially everything matters but it's also mm-hmm. that deep tissue listening that we get to do when we're right. anticipating that you are going I, I want you to be to, to be eager to listen not to be eager to to be eager to respond not to be eager to talk so yes. I need to hear what yeah. it is that you're saying in order for me to go, there's there's a gem. It's a gem. Yeah. It's not, I wonder if he's going to. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a fucking gem, and I'm going to jump the fuck all over I'm going to make it important, and I'm going to play with it. And, and I'm going to yeah. take it the fuck apart. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing that I've been thinking about lately and, and dealing with lately is in improvisation, there's no such thing as a figure of speech. And I believe, because if you say something like, I'm so hungry I can eat a horse, it's like, well, where am I going to get a horse? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at that moment, yeah. we get to live in that world. Yeah, that's funny. I found myself saying a lot. In, I, I don't teach a lot. I mean, you teach every day. You're always teaching. And I, I don't teach a lot. And I, so over the course of like the little hands-off workshop, or not hands-off, one-off workshops that I do here and there, I find myself tracking with these certain phrases that come to my mind. And in a, I don't know, it, it doesn't really mean the same as what you're saying, but I, fa- I find myself saying things like everything's a metaphor. Everything's a metaphor for something else, so make it all really important, you know. And that's not like groundbreaking stuff, but if you're whatever you're holding in your hand is, it, it, use that thing. Feel about that 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 thing represents something else. That always deals well with the Shakespeare element of what we do. Is like uh, a knife is not a knife, you know. Right. That 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 uh, if you have a horse, there's a dagger horses. in my hand. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. And and, <laughs> on the, and 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 so it's immediately a body thing, but also it's you know it's 
It's whatever your it's whatever your will is, you know, that your horse, that the horse you've created is, is, is an important part of the show. There's something that horse is going to come back. It's going to mean something more. And you don't have to know what it is no. yet. All that you have right. to do is uh, uh, well, I, uh, don't manifest it. it. Yeah. yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And also the idea of walking into a scene with your hand in a particular gesture mm-hmm. and saying, and this is the, the magic of it all, you're going, this gesture, I have my, my fingers pointed up in the sky. Right, in, skullish. In, yeah. Skullish. Yorkie. Right, it could be Yorkie, yeah. or it could be just something that we don't even know what the fuck it That's is right. yet. It could yeah. be a pile of something. All that I know is, I, for some reason, my hand went like this when I right. had the scene. And I'm going to know what it is that I need to know when it... I'm going to know what it is that I need to know when I need to know what it is that I need to know. That's what mm-hmm. that is. And, to yeah. get, and, and, and when we live in that world, mm-hmm. the world of the universe is going to tell us what we need to know, because yeah. it always has, it never has not, mm-hmm. that we get to just be in this moment yeah. and live in this moment and appreciate that moment. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. Like, and that you don't know what that means yet. And the cool thing too is if every if you're on stage with other improvisers and they're all paying attention, it may be that they're the ones who are going to help you figure out what that means, you know, because well, that's part of their show too. That you're all creating that world together for that moment, and then it's cool because the lights go out and it's all washed away, and you know the next time you're the the first thing that happens is the first part of the construction, that that, that like, you know, you get that suggestion and the suggestion's a nice push, and then everything you say is a suggestion. Every, every, the next thing is the next suggestion you know it's like of, the, what your, of what your partners are saying yeah yeah so I take the suggestion it means this to me I initiate with uh, table for two and that's your suggestion and you gotta improvise based off of that, I that and so I was much. like you know it's like two yeah I'm lonely because I actually table for one table for one one great we have one chair you know it doesn't, it, it doesn't all have to be profound but then if you treat everything like it's a metaphor or you treat it like oh a table for two two is an important number in this show you know, and you're walking in uh, holding a, a purse over your shoulder, that gesture, that purse-carrying swing is, that's part of it. If someone else can bring that back in a different thing, right? And it's it's part of the same tapestry of it all. That's when it's at its best for me. And it doesn't always happen like that, right? I mean, we have shows where people get, where, where we all play lazier than usual or less focused than we're usual or less observant than we, than we than, but when everybody's playing on that same level and you you use it all, you, you respect it all, you play with it all, and then you leave it alone, then that's, that's where we really like it. Let's stop there. Okay. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going, I'm thinking, I don't know that it could be better than that. <laughs> I want to be with someone breath to breath and line to line. Wow, that's the kind of person you want to work with, play with, and hang out with. Thank you, Joey Bland. Thank you so much. Joey's got an installment of Not My Funniest Hour coming up after these announcements. October 6th through the 8th, I'm back in Auckland, New Zealand for a weekend workshop at Thespionage, or with Thespionage, those fine folks down there. October 13th through the 15th, I'll be in Christchurch, New Zealand. October 17th through the 22nd, I'll be at the Improv Conspiracy in Melbourne, Australia. October October 25th and 29th, I'll be in Sydney, Australia. And November 10th and 11th, I'll be back in the States at White Pines Place in Elkins Park, just outside of Philadelphia. And as always, I acting my online acting class. If you live somewhere, chances are I'll be teaching there. All workshop information at davidrozowski.com. ADD Comedy with Dave Rozowski is produced by Laura Parker and me. Send questions and comments to Dave at addcomedy.com. And now here's Joey Bland's Not My Finest Hour. And now, Joey Bland's Not My Finest Hour. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this happens to you, but sometimes, like, it, it you know, you have to go so bad, and the, the time passes, and it ends up kind of relaxing. So for me, that happens when I go, like, I'm on a long drive. I might have to, I might have to, and I'm talking generally uh, shit here. Yeah. And so... If, uh, if, it, if, if the time passes in, in a long car drive, it will eventually, the, the need will pass for me a little bit. But I don't know what's going on inside. Anyway, I drove for 10, for 10 hours to a wedding in Virginia uh, across, across the state. And at some point in the middle of it, I remember I was driving with my, my wife. And we weren't married yet at the time. But I was like, oh, I got to go so bad. And then it just kind of lifted. I thought, well, that's not so bad. We got to the wedding. And I stood up out of the car. And everything came back. And I, didn't, I did not have an accident. So it's not going there quite, but I was like, this is a huge emergency. I have to go. I have to go. So I don't, I don't know enough anatomically to know what's going on, but I feel like something happens where things back up or something moves in front or something. So I run into a bathroom and I sit down and I'm not going to say that I would ever, that I know what it's like to deliver a baby, but it was like, it was like, 
spasms and uh, contractions and to the point where I couldn't sit down I had to stand in the stall with my hands on the wall for a while and as I sat it was like electrical like contractive like muscle squeezes and finally when it happened I mean, it was a it was a hotel bathroom and I literally screamed and the only thing keeping me off the floor was holding on to like a toilet paper dispenser and then eventually eventually things moved and that same thing's happened to me two other times. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, your, it's your system. Yeah. Well, once was after a super long flight, and I had to sit in the bathroom for about 45 minutes. Wait. On the flight? No, no. And when I got off the flight. So on the flight, I should have gone, but I didn't. And so I, it was an international flight. We got through all the stress of customs and everything, got to the hotel, and then it was, we were getting ready to go out and sightsee, and I was like, well, I just need to make a stop for a minute. And then it was, Oh! <laughs> and I had to have someone hand me a glass of water through the door and just sat and sipped water and let things, let the labor commence. It took a long time. <laughs> okay, awesome. <laughs>